Hello, and welcome to a more perfect podcast. I'm here with my second guest. Her name is Lauren, and she's traveled to get here, and she is a hard Democrat. She is as Democrat as I am Republican. This is the episode where she explains her beliefs and where she goes into current issues and where you guys get another perspective on world events, Cheeto Man, and um, foreign affairs in, uh, in general. So, Lauren, so the Democratic debates happened. Yes, they did. So you have like 20 candidates all vying for the Democratic nomination to fight the racist in chief, okay? Like, er, let's, let's get them, boys. <laughs> um, so what candidates do you support? Or what? what is your favorite candidate? Right now, I support almost all of them uh, in of general. Them, just because i uh, not a big fan of our current president. Okay. I am not the biggest Biden supporter, to be honest. Really? Why? Yeah. I, well, I used to be because of how much I loved, you know, Obama's pres- presidency and just joe biden in general mm-hmm. and oh joe as <laughs> <his> shapiro says <laughs> um but now i feel like he's almost this is gonna sound bad say it he's too centrist to be honest i personally don't think that we can fight trump with a centrist i don't think okay that that's going to work at all i think you know fight fire with fire if you know, for a lack of better terms. So I think that Sanders right now is probably my top choice. Bernie Sanders, you're a Bernie bro. I am. So I, I have like been it. since 2016. Yeah. 2016, that's awesome. That's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Um, what about Bernie is, is appealing to you? All right. Top, top three things that are appealing to you about Bernie Sanders. Top three things. I like Medicare for All and free college tuition. I really do. I think it's a really good idea. I like, oh, one thing I love about Bernie Sanders is Mm. his continuity. He has not changed since he was 17 years old. His beliefs have not changed. He's been the most consistent candidate out of anyone else in the race by far. And I love that about him because he is very focused on what he believes in and he doesn't waver in that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, he now is proposing Medicare for All. That's his big thing. You said you like Medicare for All. Mm-hmm. Why do you like it? What about it is appealing to you? Okay, well, right now, right? healthcare is a human right. Okay. Absolutely, 100%. And there are people, like my friend's father, for example, who have, he has way too many medical conditions okay. that for someone you know his age to bear and it's very difficult for her entire family but what makes it so difficult is the cost because he can't his family my friend's family they can't afford for you know the um her father to have all these conditions they literally cannot afford for him to be sick which i think is just the craziest concept to me to just not be able to afford medical bills to keep you alive and the Everything that I've seen that family go through because of that has kind of forced me to have these beliefs. I can't sit around and watch something like this happen and be okay with it and not want to do something about it. And I think that Bernie's Medicare for All plan would help people like her and her father and that position that they're in because right now the current system that we have is broken. I do believe that full heartedly. Okay, how is it broken? Well, okay. Is it okay if I pull up some some stats here? Definitely, definitely. Um, so insulin prices. We've heard a lot about this, right? I'm yeah, sure my, you have. I, have, I have a friend that's diabetic. Right, and very important. It very. My grandmother's diabetic. My grandfather was diabetic. Yeah, and what do you know? It's, it's a big problem. Insulin is manufactured for six dollars in Canada and in the United States. Oh yes, that I've is, seen these. You have seen it, and insulin insulin costs thirty two dollars in Canada, and it costs three hundred dollars here. And for something to be that expensive that you need is um, a crime. It yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So you think giving Medicare to everyone mm-hmm. would solve that problem? 
Yes, I do. I feel like it would take a huge burden off of... I'm going to rewind a little bit. Okay. I believe that the system that we have is broken. All right. Because right now, people cannot survive if they're poor. You... America is allowing people to die because of their economic status. And you cannot afford to get sick. You cannot afford to have any sort of medical condition if you are poor, if you are lower class. It, you will literally, people have died because they cannot afford their medical bills. And that's something that needs to completely change. And I haven't seen any other candidate, you know, really push for something that changes that. Okay. So, I have a clip right right here of what of a thing that Bernie said about his Medicare for All plan. Mm-hmm. He was asked it directly. I I had this clip in the first episode, but I'll air it again. Senator Sanders, I'll give you ten seconds just to ask the answer the very direct question: Will you raise taxes for the middle class in the Sanders administration? People who have health care under Medicare for All will have no premiums. No deductibles, no co-payments, no out-of-pocket expenses. Yes, they will pay more in taxes, but less in health care. So that clip, it shows Bernie Sanders, obviously, and he's saying that we're going to have to raise taxes on the middle class to pay for Mm -hmm. this Medicare for All plan. So it's not free, obviously. Nothing's free. No, nothing's Um, free. Yeah, so raising taxes. You think people, if they can't afford their premiums, their deductibles. Mm -hmm. How can they afford to pay more taxes? Well, he's also proposed the minimum wage being raised to $15 an hour, Ah, which is of course going to be helpful to people who cannot afford to pay those taxes because, I mean, right now people can't afford their bills in general, like I've stated. They can't afford... That's... Yes. Anything. Yeah. Average American people, they couldn't survive an emergency lasting more than three days. They mm-hmm. don't have those savings. Mm-hmm. It's a crisis. It's a huge problem in America. Yeah. Especially, I mean, it's a huge problem everywhere. Not everywhere. First world countries. Um, but especially in America, people, you see people trying so hard to um, to buy the most expensive thing that they can to look better, to protect their image. And I think you know, that image has become more important than things that, like, your health and, like, your education. And I think that's a serious rising problem in America. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, there's not some... There's only they can change their mind by Mm -hmm. reading. Because if if something like a medical condition changes their mind, Mm -hmm. they might not have a mind the next day. Right. It's that critical. Right. It is, absolutely. Um... So it's how we spend our money. Mm-hmm. So higher taxes. He wants to raise taxes on the middle class. I mean, I do want to reiterate that although taxes would raise for the middle class, it would a majority be for the upper 1%. That's what he's been pushing his entire campaign, 2016 campaign, 2020 campaign. He's been pushing the upper 1% is going to be taxed more than anybody else. I don't believe that middle class taxes would raise drastically i don't know i haven't really dove 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 (laughs) dove into his you know numbers and his plan uh, specifically but i do know that he has said on multiple occasions that the upper one percent is what's they are the people who are really going to be taxed their money is really going to be going towards the poor and being able them being able to afford their medical expenses and their medical bills and when you have that on top of, you know, a livable uh, minimum wage. Oh, 15 bucks per hour, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we did talk about this earlier yeah, in terms did. of, you know, small businesses and not being able to afford it. And I do agree that it becomes an issue and it becomes a bit of a gray area for me, even with a whole $15 an hour minimum wage. But I do believe that minimum wage does need to be raised. And I think it should be more a state-by-state basis. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, larger corporations should have different uh, standards and be held up to you know a different minimum wage than small businesses and I think there needs to be a system oh, for it so I think 
that's where Bernie Sanders goes a little wrong is, you know, having a whole, a national, you know, minimum wage, $15 an hour. I think even it's going to be, businesses. even for small businesses, I think it is going to be problematic. But in terms of, you know, how are people going to be able to afford these taxes? You know, like I said, it's really not going to be as much of a burden for the middle class. Hopefully, that's what I'm hoping for. I think that's, you know, definitely what Bernie Sanders has been pushing. And I do believe that he has... Um, lived up to his word in terms of, you know, when he says he's going to vote one way, he does. When he says he believes one thing, he does. Um, yeah. So I do trust his word. And Which I do... Nice. I, so it's nice to trust it's politicians' very, word. It's Gosh. very nice. How, it really like, is. How, can we even call Bernie a politician? I mean, <laughs> he, he, he stays consistent on his he issues. He stays like, so consistent. People. And it's, <laughs> um, it's really um, refreshing, I, I could say. It is. It's refreshing to have a politician who does keep his promises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I believe in terms of affording the taxes and affording health care, I think he does have the right idea. I think there are some things that could be improved and there are some things that need work. And I don't have all the answers, well, but I believe that he is on the right track. And I do believe that he has the right ideas that yeah, can get us... Good. So, mm -hmm. basically, to reiterate what you're saying, you tell, tell me if I'm right. Mm -hmm. You believe in divisions among businesses mm -hmm. to inst institute this 15 bucks per hour mm -hmm. minimum tax. So, and I do believe that it should be a state by state le level thing too, because you know different states have different you know general incomes and everything. Everything varies state by that. state. It's the conservative in you coming out. You believe you like state government. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the moderate in me. It's the it's the <laughs> it's the logic in me that says uh, you can't. Yeah, I just I believe that it would be problematic to make a a every minimum wage for every single state. Everything every single business. I think it would be a little bit of a a little bit of a disaster to well, be honest disaster, yeah so these so small businesses mm -hmm. state by state basis mm -hmm. yes yeah, it's 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 the little bit of conservatism in me that's remaining okay <laughs> um so the big corporations amazon walmart mm -hmm. they they need 15 bucks per hour because in your mind they can afford it the smaller businesses can't it would put them out of business like oh, that's just economics you, you agree with that, right? It would put small business out of business. Right. And in I mean, right now, I, like you know, I'm working at a brand new small business and they are paying me $10 an hour. And okay. it's working. And we haven't gotten much business, but as long as we can keep the company alive, they have been able to afford to pay their workers $10 an hour. And I think that is a good minimum wage for for small businesses I'm and sure I you think like it. I love it I think yeah. it's great and um yeah. <laughs> and I wish that you know other small companies would do the same because sure. most of them can afford to do so and I feel like if you can't then that's just kind of bad investing <laughs> I feel like you haven't put enough into your business if you can't afford to pay your workers enough for them to live comfortably you know so would you say the same about these mom and pop shops? I mean, these these mm -hmm. let's just let's just go these immigrants that come over here, form these Italian pizza shops, mm -hmm. make their living, build themselves up on these Italian pizza shops, the American dream. Right. Put everything into their businesses, mm -hmm. but they don't. They just don't make enough to get fifteen bucks per hour. Well, that's why the and fifteen dollars an hour is a bit a little bit problematic. You know, yeah. that's that's as I've. As I've stated, I don't know that that would be the most perfect solution. And I have seen a lot of debates on it, too, with multiple different politicians talking about how it just wouldn't work. And okay. I'm, you know, not... There's many different colors to your, to your opinion. It's, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, well, I feel like a big mistake that I used to make um, when I first started getting involved in politics was I used to believe everything was very black and white. And yeah, me too. I, um, I've been a little bit more open and done a little bit more research and I do believe that there are gray areas and Definitely. not not every policy is perfect and not every um, candidate that I like has I do I agree with on every single level and that's just 
going to be the way it is. And when I was first getting involved in politics, if I liked a candidate, I had to like everything. And so I would defend things, you know, that they would propose, even without really knowing, you know, what that meant. And that was because I thought that it had to be, you know, one way and it couldn't one be anything else. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's a huge mistake that a lot of people make, especially when, you know, things like, I mean, the 2016 election was huge and people got really heated and really involved uh, yeah um, and very quickly too which was another mistake I made is I just I, I jumped right into that scene um, without really knowing in 2016 mm-hmm. yeah in the 2016 okay. election I, w- I got very involved that was the start of my political involvement was 2016 was 2016 election. yes uh, so who'd you support who'd you support back then Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders back then Bernie Sanders now so how'd you feel about Hillary uh, I, to this day, believe that she would have been better for America than Trump is at the moment. Yeah. And I can see you cringing. <laughs> yeah, um, I really am. I totally um, don't believe it. But, uh, yeah, I do not agree with uh, anything that Trump does, Trump does yeah, or I, says I or believes in. And, you know, Hillary wasn't perfect, but I did agree with a lot of what she had to say honestly if i could vote in the 2016 election i would have written bernie sanders in <laughs> yeah um yeah you know i'll bet a lot of people did i'm sure a lot of people people wrote harambe and people did everything <laughs> oh yes. do you oh, remember yes. that that was a huge <laughs> thing that was a huge thing oh god that was so stupid harambe. 2016 was the worst year it really was it was just idiotic man just people, <laughs> people try and black that year out like people were cheering when it was over Oh it my was gosh! That, that. For it was, everyone, oh. it was amazing. It was almost like a phenomenon. I think um, 2018 was a horrible year for people in general, not politics, but just everybody hated 2018. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2016 was a really good year for me, personally. Anyway, back to uh, back to politics. Reiterating my stance on the state by state level, the the difference between big corporations and small business owners. It all comes down to, for me, it comes down to the wealth disparity in America. And that's why I believe what I believe is because of the growing and insane gap between, you know, the upper 1% and... The bourgeoisie. (laughs) Let's just say it. (laughs) For for real, yeah. I mean, if we're we're being honest. um, And, you know, the poor. And I think... It never. I, I know it never used to be like that before. A statistic that I heard a long time ago and that I have looked into and okay. it holds true is that when my grandfather was working and um, he worked for Nabisco. Nabisco? I, yeah. The, um, <laughs> the cookie. Yeah. Yes, I it was um, yeah, he, uh, he worked for Nabisco. And during that time, uh, the average, the CEO of a company on average was making four times as much as their average employee, okay. which makes perfect sense, it you does. know, but okay. now in 2019, they're making more than 400 times as much as their average employee. And so that's where the issue comes in for me when people say, well, they worked for it. They worked for it back then too. You know, people were working for the money that they, people have always been working for the money that they make, but that doesn't mean that the wealth disparity in America is okay. It's justified. Right. Okay. So you believe the fifteen dollars per hour minimum wage principally because of this wealth gap? Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's why that's why I think it comes down to a state by state basis. That's why I think there's a difference between you know big corporations and small business. That's all the beliefs that I have in terms of economics. It all comes down to the wealth disparity for me. Okay, okay. I would like to clarify. We talked earlier about businesses and how I said, "Oh, well, they're going to go out of business because Bernie Sanders is is an evil tax raising man <laughs> on the middle class." I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Income tax—that's income tax. He said we're going to raise taxes on the middle class. He did not say we're going to raise income taxes, mm-hmm. but he didn't specify no. what kind of tax he's going to raise. Mm-hmm. You don't support Joe Biden because you think he's so think he's, he's too moderate. He's take on Trump. Moderate. He's he, and honestly, so, he seems wishy-washy in his ideals. That's another thing. I said I love the continuity true. in true. Sanders. It's the complete opposite with Biden. He yeah, and he is a little. Appeal. He's a little sneaky, you know, with the yes. way he he works things, and he says that he believes one thing, and then you look at his voting records, and he doesn't vote the way he says he does a lot of the time. And there's a there are a lot of things that are a little bit sketchy about him, and I just don't 
I don't believe that he's the person. You've done your research to, <laughs> to get the job done. I have. Yes. I have done a bit of research. You're, you're, you're very. That's it's very refreshing. <laughs> um, so this is this is moving on. Okay. From the Democratic base. Right. So my second question. All right. The culture in 2016 it tore us apart as a nation mm-hmm. from the fibers of what liberty means, mm-hmm. what the Statue of Liberty meant to the world. Right. The ideals that our nation was founded on tore us apart. A lot of cultural stuff. So the culture in America, we're in a cultural civil war right now. Absolutely. Okay? Oh God, it's awful. It's terrible. Okay. Um, and the left is winning. They've been winning for a long time. They yeah. won, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. We lost. Um, <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I look at Netflix. That's a safe, uh, yeah. Well, look it's, at God, any, anything, anything. Anything. Like just during Pride Month. Every single, every social media network. Oh, yep. oh my gosh, businesses were yeah. Rainbow I mean, everything. Rainbow everything, which uh, becomes a problem too. But that's a completely different topic. Yeah, <laughs> and and just to, just to, just to be clear, you know, this isn't like homophobia or anything. We we are just pointing out the simple fact: these businesses put rainbows on their signs. Oh, yeah, that is left left leaning because you know the right conservatives are. They tend to tend to disagree <laughs> right. with with um, being gay mm-hmm. and gay marriage and all that stuff. So, I would call it left, um, and a lot of cultural stuff has happened against it. So this this cultural civil war. Mm-hmm. When do you think it'll end? How do you think it'll end? Gosh, that's tough. Honestly, I have no idea when it will end. I think I think it's near. To be honest, um, you think we're reaching a breaking point? I, I think things have been changing for a long time, and I think 2016 kind of exploded. It was exploded. kind of like a <laughs> catalyst in, in this little scientific it, equation. It was. It absolutely was, yeah. and yeah. I believe that it it will end with <laughs> the more leftist cultural views. I I don't I don't believe. I believe that, oh, this is going to sound bad. I believe that if we culturally turn to a more right-leaning conservative culture, I believe that we're regressing. I believe that we're going back in time. And I don't think that America is heading that direction right now. Okay, so I don't know very much about it. I don't watch Mm -hmm. the show. There's a show called Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I've heard about it. Yeah, I is, have is heard that, of that. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Like, a, a, the few things yes. that I know about it is this cultural cultist group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like a radical Mormon. They, they take right. over the United States. So, like, the Mormons take over the United States. Man, that'll be a soundbite one day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Mormons take over the United States. Yeah, especially back because I have friends that are Mormon, and now they're going to hate me. But whatever. I said what I said. They'll live. Yeah, they'll live. <laughs> um, and they start like subjugating women to all these things like, get back in the kitchen. Yes. Um, yeah. And the women start wearing these hoods, and then the women take over the government with their red hoods. That's all I know. Okay. Yeah, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> I've, I've one. not heard uh, much but, about it, but, but yeah. You I, think that... Of course, that's a way that's a extreme, very extreme. extreme. I was going to say, I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know about that. But um, what right wing ideals are? So going back to church, you think we're regressing if we go back to church? No, 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 no. I don't believe. Oh. <laughs> this, is, this is tricky. Uh, for me personally, all right, we're about to get real. Do it. Uh, for me personally, um, religion. Ooh, I don't say know it. if I can say this. Say it. I believe that. The other, the other political podcasts weren't perfect. They were afraid to say stuff. We aren't. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay. I believe that religion is more than flawed. I believe that religion goes so far back in time. Okay. You know, I ancient Greek mythology, you know, that was religion. People lived by that. And I believe that Christianity is the exact same thing. I don't okay. think there's a difference at all. And I do believe that in the future, it will be seen in the exact same way. And I think that science okay. is taking over. And I think that people are starting to see, you know, the very drastic difference between... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you're an atheist. <laughs> 
I am agnostic. Agnostic. Okay. So for so are most of my friends. For those of you who are listening who don't know what agnosticism is, do explain. <laughs> I shall. I believe that something could be out there. I believe that a higher power is extremely possible. In fact, I do believe in a higher power. I do not believe in God. I do not believe in God the way Christians see God. I don't believe in God the way Jews see God. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in God in general, but I do believe that a higher power exists. I just also happen to believe in science and everything that science has said and every, you know, evolution, all of the, the Big Bang Theory, all of the things that science has come to prove. Yeah. I believe all of those things to be absolutely true and I believe that you think a higher power could be involved in that so but you don't but think we shouldn't go to church I don't think no I don't think that you shouldn't go to church I don't think that you should go to Westboro Baptist Church Obviously but I think I mean you can't call them really a church you call them <laughs> no. a hate cult yeah you that's um, more like trash of the earth right there right they should they need to be smitten no I was have you seen a uh, Kingsman right Kingsman nope um Wait, God, is that is the I... British James Bond? Yes. I saw part of yes, it. Yes, it is. You know, the, fight a... scenes, the fight scenes. The fight scenes. I think I think it's in the second one where they. Or man, maybe it's the first one. There are two. Um, okay. There might be more. Yeah. I'm so sorry for all you fans out there who are like, like the there are five, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but there is a scene where. Um, gosh, I wish I knew which one. No, it was the first one because I haven't seen the second one. Okay. God. The, um so the bad guy or whatever in the movie wants to wipe out a majority of earth's population and like start over and it's a whole genocide thing okay that sounds but, like avengers but let's go on <laughs> <laughs> but he starts with a church that is based on westboro baptist church okay but the good guys are like fighting it and they're like no like don't kill these people and i'm like wow you're an idiot <laughs> wow you're an idiot <laughs> like the good guys are idiots and everybody in the church ends up dying i believe if of i'm course. remembering it correctly of course but it's Hollywood. why would you fight against that <laughs> like, i'm sorry but if there was someone who was trying to wipe out the people that go to westboro baptist church i'd be all for it as a good guy <laughs> i'd be like yeah like absolutely let's Kill do this <laughs> God, this is so bad. This is going to be a soundbite one yeah, day. This is going to be a soundbite. Um, but no, yeah, I believe yep. I believe those people are absolutely uh, the face of evil. <laughs> um, I, I can't call them a church. Um, uh, yeah, no, absolutely not. But yeah, that was that was a scene. So I think that we left church as a nation. Mm-hmm. We started opening on Sundays. We started doing all these right. things. And we lost those common morals we lost those common beliefs that bound us together because we're a nation under god we were the founders believed actually. in god <laughs> um yeah one nation under god didn't actually come up until the 60s by the way yeah yeah you you're really yeah um i believe it was the 60s i'm i might be a little off on my decade there but yeah um one nation under God, indivisible. It was always one nation, indivisible. Well, under God was uh, put in. Uh, gosh, I, I do believe it was the sixties. Um, okay. To to spot commies. <laughs> really? Yes. Y- y- yes, you're right. Yeah. My history teacher told mm-hmm. me that. I forgot. Yeah, that's uh, that was that was a thing, and I believe full heartedly that that should be taken back out. Um, I don't believe that when we stand for the pledge, oh, we really? should be saying under God. Because America was, it's. You believe in separation. Of I church believe and state. in separation of church and state, and I believe that nobody should have to say under God if they don't believe in God, and I don't believe that it should be something that every school is reciting, because that's not what America is. In in my personal opinion, that's okay. not what America is, and I know some people think that it is, and I know that some people think that you know America is is Christian, and I know that people think that you know America has everything to do with There's god sound bite one day <laughs> but <laughs> but um no i don't believe that and i do believe that under god should be taken out of the pledge of allegiance okay. because i was never there to begin with and it shouldn't be there now all right you can you can believe that um <laughs> so the culture um so you mentioned way earlier so this is my third question we mm-hmm. have 
the most divisive president oh, in American history, I would say, maybe with the exception of Abraham Lincoln, because Abraham Lincoln was like, dog, <laughs> what about two nations? Um, <laughs> well, not quite. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> no, it, no, that was actually the exact opposite of what right. he said. Right, actually, like, yeah. Two literal nations formed out of him. Right. Okay, I don't think you can get more divisive than no, that. No, yeah. Um, well, it's funny because he was willing to do anything to keep the union together. He was willing... He, he There's a quote uh, somewhere out there where he says, if I could free all the slaves to keep the union together, I would. And if I could make every... And I, I don't... If I could make every black person... I think he used a different word. But if he said... He said if he had to make every black person a slave to keep the union together, he would. He did. He and, did say that. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a quote that not many people know of by him um yeah he was willing to do that he was willing to do a lot of things and all the only thing he wanted was to keep the union together which obviously did not work at all whatsoever um so yeah he was very divisive even though he tried very hard not to be his main goal was not to be which is really interesting because mm -hmm. uh to compare that to a to our current president is a very interesting um well i was just dynamic. saying i was just no, saying no, no, i'm not saying that you're comparing the two of them as in terms of I, I ideal, <laughs> but um, in terms of, yeah, their divisiveness. But it is interesting to look at and yeah, look at so, the difference there. Yeah. Um, so should we say second most divisive? Then Second most divisive. Okay. Oh, well, I don't so know. I, I we still have a real, word. How about this? <laughs> a, re a really divisive president. Right. Um, got 50-50. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nations pitted against each other. Why do you hate him? <laughs> um, I. You said you can't agree with anything that he I, does. Yeah. No. So let's just take it block by block. Okay. Let's say. Let's take immigration, mm -hmm. the wall. Mm -hmm. Why do you hate the wall? Why do I hate the wall? <sighs> A wall. Or you first can really blow my mind and say you don't hate the wall, and then yeah. No, I. <laughs> Hate is a strong word. I do not agree with a wall at all. I, I first of all, not effective at all mm -hmm. whatsoever. It's costing us this whole Mexico will pay for it, you know, well. crap. Just did not work out. And now to ask us to pay for a wall that will not be effective. And I do believe that he wanted... We, as a nation, are not supposed to be building walls. That's not what you know being american is about it's not about building walls it's about taking them down if anything um borders are imaginary lines for a reason um i do believe that absolutely full-heartedly i can see the look on your face <laughs> um, yeah no i yeah. unfortunately this this I, I i didn't mean for this to be a debate so so i'm, I'm not going to start like going after um what you say i, I just i just want you to explain mm -hmm. yourself but um, so please go on first of all i don't think it'll be effective at all i think there are better ways to go about it um it's not even the wall that i have the biggest issue with um, the biggest issue okay the biggest issue is things that have been happening at the border as of late um okay the last episode we we, we covered that yeah um we have they they think reports have said otherwise but reports, obviously, I mean, because the because the news is a democratic pawn, um, except for Fox, which is a Republican pawn. Which is a Republican pawn. You know, they've admitted to not being news before, right? Fox. Yes. Yeah, of course they have opinion opinion shows where it's just meant for entertainment. That's just a fact. Yeah. Um. So does CNN. Um. But CNN's basically entertainment because they're not news anymore. But let's just not go into that. Nor is Fox, but that's okay. Um, so, see, there's a vision right there, people. Um, well, you have these reports. So, children sleeping in their own poop. Right. You got children sleeping on blankets, people under bridges. I, I've seen the images. Children in cages and is the big trigger point. That's a big, big trigger spark. point. Honestly, Flashlight. something really oh interesting to me is there was a report on several women who had miscarriages do tell um due to a lack of care at the border <laughs> and for, it's, i think it's kind of ironic because the people who support 
you know, everything going on at the border right now are the people who don't believe in abortion, which I didn't think we were going to get into. <laughs> um, but for say, you know, say, say whatever you believe. For miscarriages to be happening, happening due to a lack of care and due to you know everything that's been going on is just completely not only ironic, it's sad. It's absolutely um, horrifying. I I cannot believe that it's happening. It's horrifying. Um, okay. I yeah I don't agree with a single thing happening at the border right now. So yeah, so you don't agree with it because in your vision it's it's inhumane, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Because the reports you've seen are terrible. So another thing, you got family separations. Mm-hmm. You get these families from across the border. They need help. They're being shot at by these gangs in Mexico. Okay, like pop, pop, give me your children. Okay, like it's not even like no, funny. It's, it's awful. It's terrible. Running asylum, give us asylum. Screaming, it, it's a crisis. It's funny how it wasn't a crisis like a few months ago, but now it's a crisis. He's tearing them apart because of the Flores settlement. The Flores settlement. It was the Supreme Court case, and it said. Oh man, I hope I'm not wrong about this. I'm just gonna cross my fingers. Um, where adults taken into federal custody cannot remain with their children. The children mm-hmm. are taken away, put in facilities. The adults are tried. Mm-hmm. So Trump is like, Obama built the cages. Obama started the family separations. But he's um, not doing anything about it at the exact same time. Well. I thought Trump stopped the family separations. Not not as far as I know. I mean, that's something to look into. Okay. But uh, the family separation wasn't even the biggest. Actually, I, I, I do know. He stopped it and then got angry and then resumed it. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, isn't this beautiful? Wonderful? We love a trigger-happy president. It's... Um, <laughs> well, and then they might have stopped it again. I, I don't know. I but do know it, it definitely that, um, It definitely happened. But here's here's the thing. Oh, so you're going to wait up on your phone? Uh, I'm going to look into There's something that I do want to look into just to make sure I have my facts right. Okay. okay. Um, um, well, well, while you do that, mm-hmm. there was this amazing thing I found out because I was looking into it because I, I just had this gut feeling. I was like, Trump's right. Trump is right. I know that I, I, I just knew it. Well, he is... He's not right, but he is right. So what Obama would do was he would, these illegal immigrants would come over and it was catch and release. They catch, they catch the families, they release them into the public. Then they would find the adults. The adults would have had children in the United States. Um, the illegal immigrants would have children in the United States. And he would take the adults, or, or he would take, yeah, he would take the adults away from the children, separating the families, and sending the parents back to Mexico, ripping the children away from the families. Mm-hmm. He would do that. It took me a long time to find those reports because I knew that it would be censored now by Google and all that. It like, took me a long time. Like I had to read articles from 2014 because I knew, oh, if, surely if it was published from 2014, it, wouldn't, it would tell what was happening then. Mm-hmm. But he did that. So he did technically he had a policy of family separation Mm -hmm. um so yes trump is technically correct but it's sort of not the same deal but it kind of is the same deal because it's dealing with the illegal immigrants but that's not something that a lot of people know because that's just not something that people talk about uh with obama they also don't talk about how he deported three million versus trump's 250,000 as of today as of as of late you were you were talking about the border you were talking about the children in cages did did you find mm-hmm. anything yet or no there was one thing that i was looking for that really um caught my eye and shocked me and i'm looking for exactly what that was um do you remember basically what it said we don't have to have an exact yes, website uh yeah, I do remember. This is this is the article that I saw. Okay. Um, so there has... I'm not sure... Yeah. So what's going on right now is <laughs> apparently Trump is forcing migrants to pay $800 to have a DNA test. Um, what? To make sure that the 
kids that come with the, um, the parents to the border are actually their kids because there has been word of you know human trafficking using, that's yeah, really using smart. children that's really smart except it's not because you should have you should perform the dna test without forcing you so you're separating children from their families and then forcing the adults to pay eight hundred dollars to get their kids back is essentially what's happening which is awful it's beyond inhumane would you rather that humans be trafficked no absolutely I mean, not that's why i'm saying rather, dna would tests, you rather us pay for criminals no that's not but that's not what i'm saying is that to force parents to pay eight hundred dollars to have their wrong. kids back rather than just perform the dna test it really doesn't cost much to to do that without forcing parents to pay eight hundred dollars that they probably didn't even come to the border with so now they're not going to see their children it just doesn't make sense you know it makes sense if you want to stop human trafficking i mean to me um if you want to it's the money aspect that's really the problem you're going to force parents to pay 800 800 dollars to get their kids back in my opinion it's justified you broke the law you're under our jurisdiction now right but what if they don't have that kind of money if they don't have the money then why the heck did you break the law because you said it yourself people are fleeing horrible horrible situations okay Okay. Right, and breaking, seeking asylum is not breaking the law, by the way. Oh, yeah, well, I, I was talking about like, people coming. Okay, so if we're talking about people seeking asylum, so he's charging 800 bucks for the people seeking asylum? I, oh, I thought, he was, I thought he was charging 800 for, like, people. Um, I was talking about if you, if you breach the border, not at a port of entry. Mm-hmm. And if you, that's literally breaking the law. Right. Um then why should we pay for you to get or why sh- why shouldn't we make you why, sh- why shouldn't we find you make you get a dna test find the humans being trafficked take those humans away get them back and then deport you right human trafficking is a huge issue and i'm yeah. not going to deny that so but, it's, but it becomes a problem when there are real families that do not have the money to pay and for when a they dna go through test the ports of entry and they apply for asylum so they technically didn't break the law Right. I mean, I'm not exactly sure what that boils down to. Like I said, I couldn't find the article that I know that I read before. Um, But even let's say that they didn't come through a port of entry and let's say that they were caught at the border doing something very illegal, you know, like like human trafficking or drug smuggling uh, or a lot of it. I mean, even if they weren't doing those things, though, I mean, there are there are people genuinely just trying to flee to the United States. Those are the people that. You know, I have I have a huge issue with the whole border thing for a lot of reasons. And yeah, it's okay. Um, so so I have I have I just have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yes or no. Like knowing like how, how detailed you are in your answers, probably will never be a yes or no question. I'll, I'll Do try you to. think people crossing the border should be a crime? Ooh, ooh, this is tough. Do you believe in the southern border? Do you believe in borders? I don't believe in borders in general. So a short answer would be no. Um, I don't think it should be a crime. But then it comes down to a lot of different uh, problematic areas, gray areas, as I've talked about before. Which make it makes it really difficult to give a solid yes or no answer. But if you know, boiling it down to um, in general, you don't general, think it should be a crime to cross the border, right? Okay. Okay. So let's go back to this whole culture thing. I yeah. feel like we've really uh, grazed over that, and I feel like that's a really good topic. Okay, so um, this, this culture thing. What about leftist culture? So in your, mm-hmm. give, give me a definition of leftist culture. Oh, that's tough, a definition? Yeah. Um, okay, well, when you take uh, political tests, right, okay. and you see your, your political spectrum. I've taken them. When it talks about um, the more cultural aspects, it talks about traditional versus progressive, right? Progressive. Yeah. yeah. So I think progressive is the biggest, I think that's a one word, you know, description of leftist, you know, quote unquote culture. Um, okay. But. Yeah, go on. <laughs> but there are aspects of it that I don't that I don't agree with. Actually, huge aspects of it that I don't agree with. Um, I feel like, I feel like people have gotten really- If you, if you had to define it, I'm asking. If, if, if you had to define- Define, ooh, that's tough. Um, 
well, I, I, I'm asking you. I mean, like, there's a reason I'm asking you because mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, okay. Um, I maybe you can build upon what what I what I say. So okay. I would define it as anti-man, anti-male uh, empowerment, anti like anti-borders, free free thinking, quote unquote, and silencing anything you don't believe with. Can you build upon any of that? Oh, absolutely. The whole anti-man thing, I think, is kind of hilarious. Um, because if you look into feminism... Radical feminism is, is the anti-man thing. Yeah. Radical feminism isn't femin- feminism. That's the problem that I have is when people say radical feminism. Because at that point, you can call yourself a feminist and be radical, but that's a, you're not a feminist when it comes down to the definition, when it comes down to what feminism is. Sure. If you call yourself a radical feminist, you're probably not a feminist at all. <laughs> um, and I think leftist culture... Um, in terms of what we're speaking of right now is not anti-man at all. In fact, I follow a lot of feminist Instagram pages and okay. it is a lot about empowering men and empowering men to be able to express themselves in ways that culture hasn't allowed them to before in terms of being sensitive and being vulnerable and being human. And a lot of things about you know culture in America in the past has been, you know, men have to be tough and men can't cry cry like men can't like the color pink there there are a lot of restrictions on what men can and cannot do that feminism is trying to break those barriers and say men can be sensitive and the whole thing is choice i think that's the biggest thing about uh, leftist culture is choice and if you want if you're a man and you want to that's great be tough and you want to you know if, if you don't like expressing your emotions, that's your choice, and that's totally okay. And it comes down that's, to... But that's not the leftist culture that I see. What I see is feminists shutting that thing kind of thing down. Oh, well, if you're manspreading, like I happen to be right now, um, if, if, if you're manspreading, then that's evil. Dog, I manspread. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's these stupid things right. like that. I know I, I I can see where you're coming from, but I think That's there are radicals on both sides. I don't think I know there are radicals yeah, there on both are, sides. Are. Everybody knows that. That's a that's very clear. But if we're talking general, if we're talking leftist culture as a general blanket statement, and not going to the radical side, and I I genuinely believe that what you see is what you choose to see, and okay. I I'm the same way where I see. Um, Republicans as Bible following the most. Right. Yeah, yeah, I I see that side of it too. I see the radical side of it as well. But I'm sure that there is a more moderate side to it. And the Instagram pages that I follow that are Republican scare me because they are so radical. Of course they do. (laughs) You're you're not Republican. And it's it's honestly horrifying to me to see, you know, the way people think. I think if you really look at it in a more moderate light um and what it's really supposed to be and what i believe in um and i know you say i'm as a far left (laughs) i honestly i am as far left as you are right but i don't think either of us are that far i think we're we think we're very we are opinionated but i don't think we're as far as we think we are that's beautiful Um, that's beautiful (laughs) we're opinionated but in reality we aren't that far apart right since we're so we're rock, so yeah rock solid in our beliefs <laughs> it does we it does think, appear that way wow um, you know that could be the answer to everything that could be the answer everybody's been looking for like how do we solve this how do we solve this look at it yeah you have to look at it yeah look at your neighbor are you really that far apart right. when you get down to it like we are are you really that far apart yeah absolutely and you know, it is do it. you really stand behind the things or are they really close together mm-hmm. and you were just blind right and i think taking out radicals on either side i think we all have a common goal and i think we all want what's best we just have different visions of how to get there um duh yeah and i think that that's what politics is it's science problem solving (laughs) yeah um but as for as for backing up to uh to leftist culture and the whole the whole you know anti-man thing you were saying choice earlier it's really a lot about choice and it's about you know for men uh i know i would love to see 
men who can be vulnerable if they want to and can be in touch with their more feminine side and not be looked down upon by society. And I saw this really interesting post somewhere that was talking about how, you know, superheroes, and there are female superheroes who are just as strong as the male superheroes. Like Captain Marvel is stronger than Thor and everybody knows it. But right. But if a boy, if a young man, boy... that's going to sound <laughs> <laughs> If a young boy wants to be like Captain Marvel, suddenly he's like a little gay boy, right? Suddenly boy. he's like, he's being made fun of. But why, why should young boys have to only like male superheroes? Why can't they want to be like superwoman like you know wonder woman like captain marvel why can't they want to be like that when they're just as strong why can't they look up to those characters where females as a young girl i could look up to captain america and thor and want to be like them and that was never a problem but when little boys want to be like superwoman suddenly it's an issue and that was something that struck me a little bit because it's like wow like why why do we look down upon boys who want to be like girls why is that still an issue why is that still a problem well i have a theory okay We, we still think Wow, I'm gonna really sound like a radical feminist, but this is the facts. Yeah, these are I mean, this is what's real. Since the beginning of time, men have been the protectors. Men have mm-hmm. been the heads of the house. Yeah, and they're the executive decision makers. That's just the way it's been, mm-hmm. and it's been their life for so long that we know that women can do everything that men can right i i believe that i know that my Mm -hmm. mom is so much more organized than my dad my (laughs) my dad would be like in a dump right now if it wasn't for my mom but of course there's differences and Mm -hmm. and and god made us that way and it's funny how it all worked out Mm -hmm. or it doesn't work out in a lot of ways but Mm -hmm. let's just not go there um (laughs) well we view women as under men because that's the way it has, it been. has been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's I would believe why. Yeah. We, we we look up we look up to Thor, but we don't look up to Wonder Woman. Right. Um, because Wonder Woman, you know, because Thor's the man, he's, he's got to be more powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well so I guess I'm somewhat of a feminist myself, and no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I absolutely believe that you are, even if you don't want to oh call God. yourself that. Um, even if that's something that you choose not to identify as, I do believe that as long as you believe that men and women should be equal, you are they a feminist. Are, they are equal. Right. They well, are equal. We don't... Um, I, as we've just discussed, we're not really seen as equal by society yet, even as much as we think that we, we never are. will be. I believe that we can get there. We've been this way for a long time, and that is... I, I, I think that's part of the reason um, why, but... In my opinion, since God made us to depend on each other, to say that one is less than the other is ignoring um, ignoring what is inherently true, mm-hmm. which is if we depend on each other, then how are we not equal? Right. How, how does 50 and 50 not equal 100? Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, that was, that was beautiful. <laughs> all right. That's, that's always been my, my mm-hmm. belief. It always will be. Yeah. Um, Sorry to break it to you, but you're a feminist. I, I'm, not a, I'm, not, I'm not a feminist. Here's why. To call me a feminist would... I, 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 would, I would say that would be incorrect. Because feminists believe that women... They believe these things like the wage gap. Um, they believe these things like... That met that like, like rape culture. Um, they believe these things like... I don't know. That, that all men are evil. Okay, like huge oh, generalizations mm. like that. I I am a feminist. I do identify I, I as a feminist. That, yeah. And I like <laughs> I said, I manspread. I have no problem with manspreading. I don't see what the problem is. I've never seen what the problem is. I don't think that men are evil. Um But these radical feminists do. But that's the problem with radical feminism that I've stated is it isn't feminism. It, you can't if you're calling yourself a radical feminist, you're not a feminist. That's what it boils down to. And that's where the problem lies, is people don't want to identify as feminist because they don't want to be aligned with those beliefs that you just stated. Screamers. Um, (laughs) And that's kind of unfair. 
if I'm being honest, because there are feminists like myself who do believe, you know, the same things that you believe. And to, uh, to have that separation due to, like, the radical feminists, it's... It's, it's sad. sad. Sad, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe like back in the, when there was like real feminism, when mm -hmm. we were really fighting for women's equal rights, you know, mm -hmm. um, did you know in World War II, you'll like this, there's a movie about it. It mm -hmm. had um, Tom Hanks in it, mm -hmm. where the women, because the men were away fighting war in World War II, they were fighting the Nazis, saving the world um, from the Nazis. The women were back home, mm. and because uh, all the men were gone, they played baseball. Yeah, they kept yeah. the major league baseball going. Yeah, yep, yeah, it really That's happened. That's awesome. Um, and there's this whole movie about it, and they got inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. There's this whole hallway. Now, I would love to see it. I want to go there so bad. Um, but but to say that 1550 doesn't equal 100, God created us dependent on one another. We are equal inherently. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that is leftist culture. It's a culture of choice. It's a it's a culture of choosing, and it's a culture of non discrimination. Right. Right culture, I would say, is a culture of well, we have these choices, but what is right mm -hmm. and what is wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and we on the right, we ha we have these ideals that we follow, these ideals that we believe are right. Um, most of them are actually based on Judeo-Christian values, mm -hmm. um, but the left sees that, but they also see everything else. But we say this is right and this is wrong, mm -hmm. and the left says everything is right. And I think that is the inherent difference. Would you agree or would you disagree? I don't know. I do think that... Um I don't know, because to say that, uh, I don't believe that on the left, we think that all choices are right. Um, oh, I love that left-right thing there. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we have a problem with people who um, choose to... Take the worst, take the worst possible choice. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I think there are boundaries. I think there right. are limits okay. to to choice um, that leftist culture, you know, is trying to blur. I'm sorry. Uh, the leftist culture is trying to blur. Right. Um, you could choose to um, to discriminate and to um, say things about, you know, people who are gay or people who are transgender or people who are different from you. And that could be your choice. But that doesn't mean that we support that. And so, yes, um, leftist culture is largely about choice, okay. but it is also about ensuring that... Ensuring that all voices are heard. Right. Ensuring well, that nobody's left out. Right. I think it's about... Um, Chance. A chance. A chance. A seat at, at the table. Right. Okay. And I, it is a lot about being heard, and it is a, a lot about protecting minorities. Um, okay. And if your choices are harming someone, whether that be emotionally, physically, whatever it may be, then that's where you know we draw the line in terms of choice. Okay. And so I think you know everyone has a moral Compass. you know compass right from wrong you, whether you left right you know whatever it is obviously there are outliers oh my gosh um there are outliers but i in terms of you know looking at right versus left there would you would you agree with what i said um that left is culture of choice the right is the culture of what choice okay okay yeah i could see that I could see that. I think, to me, the right, the right wants to be able to say whatever they want to say without repercussion, right? So does everyone. Okay, but yeah. Fairly. Yeah. yeah. Continue. I mean, Continue. Generally. Um, 
But I also believe that they want to limit choice based off of what, what they believe, they believe right. personally. And I, you know, as a leftist, don't believe that that's okay to limit someone's choice based off of individual beliefs. Um, okay. Because, you know, it, it is the right that tends to be more, oh, gay marriage is bad. You know, and who is who? Who are you as an individual to say that? To say that? Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. We'll we'll end with this. I heard voices, and I thought about it, and Shapiro helped me think about it. But to me, I, I see it as this: the left is human nature. Mm-hmm. The right is human conscious. The left is human nature in the in the sense that if we were cavemen when we were cavemen we we chose everything we had every choice to make um and but as we progress as as a society we were like hold up chief what's right what should i do here what will make me popular what will make me unpopular is killing somebody really a good thing to do or can i just ask them can i just ask them for their crops and i think as we became more rational that's what where right culture began to emerge leftism is a belief in human nature right is against human nature it's against it's against us as human beings to be republicans to be conservatives it's you know it's it's not natural um but there's these two different schools of thought um what what do you do you want to make a choice or do you want to have the choice is so what's in it there that 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 got really philosophical um i yeah but i'm so glad that i was able to have you on um (laughs) it's so interesting just to have these conversations um it it went way deeper than i thought it would Mm -hmm. way way further than i thought it would i'm glad that it did Uh, it's gonna make some really good content uh (laughs) I, i hope you guys really really enjoyed listening to this have a more perfect day